0: Well, isn't that what parenting just is, anyway? I mean, totally. just, just hoping you're not really f-ing things up. Excuse, actually, yeah. I'm like, let me say that again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna this,
0: I'm gonna do the PG version. Yeah, right. And now for the Disney version.
1: <laughs>
2: Welcome back everybody to this week's episode of the DCL duo podcast and Tonight, we are excited to welcome two fellow creators and Disney enthusiasts. I want to welcome Angela and Jen to our show. They co-host the Magical Mommy Mondays podcast available on iTunes and wherever you want to find your podcast, or I should say Apple Podcasts. I always get that confused. And uh, Jen is also a co-host of the Dillos Diz podcast, which is a favorite of ours. So welcome, Angela, and welcome, Jen.
3: Thank you so much for having Thank us. You. Yes, this, this is going to be fun. I'm
0: excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> love, love to talk to fellow Disney moms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: you found them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sam's making friends. She makes friends wherever she goes. This is our, our running joke. When we're on cruises, she's making friends. And the rest of us are like, we want to go do trivia. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Well, Angela Jen, we usually start the top of the show with Disney backgrounds. So Angela, let me just start with you. What's your what's your Disney background? How did you get hooked on Disney?
4: Oh, I would say uh, watching Jodie Benson and The Little Mermaid pretty much sealed the deal for me. <laughs> and ever since then I've I've been singing like a Disney princess. I just can't stop and it's to my husband's annoyance, I would say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds kind of familiar. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I've been following Disney my whole life. And for about six years, I worked for touringplans.com. I did a whole lot of things for them until January of this year. So I've worked within the Disney community, which was an awesome experience. I had a podcast with them, amongst other things. And then in March, we started the Magical Mommy
3: Mondays podcast. But um, Jen, what's, what's your Disney history? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, Angela can actually sing like a princess. So that's <laughs> not like me when I'm in my living room and my kids are like begging me to stop singing. So,
1: um, <laughs>
3: Let's see. Two was my first trip to Disney and it kind of became our family vacation every single year. There hit a point where we were going twice a year. My brother, who I do the uh, Theme Park Thursday podcast with, he is seven years older than me. So he went to school in Orlando and worked in Disney for a while. I went after college. I moved down for about two years. I worked in Disney for a little while (laughs) and then came back. So it's always just kind of been a staple in in my life. And yeah, now having two kids, we've been taking them. So that's been really awesome and kind of a new way to experience Disney.
0: Cool. So I've got two follow-up questions from this. (laughs) So first, Angela, what did you do for touring plans?
4: So I started out as a weekly blogger. So I would write an article once a week and what's awesome about that company is that you have new opportunities all the time to kind of do different things. So I started out writing a blog once a week, and then I started making videos for them. Soon afterwards, I took over their social media and became social media director. And that came with a lot of different things and um, did the podcast with Brian McNichols. So
3: yeah, yeah, that
4: was awesome.
0: Fun. And Jen, my follow up question for you is, what did you do at The World?
3: I worked in Innoventions West at the IBM exhibit that they used to have there called Think Place. I think they changed the name over time and now it's not there anymore. So I was kind of a, I was an operating participant as I realized that's what we were called. So it's kind of (laughs) third party. So I was working for a marketing company. Their client was IBM. It was in Disney. So it's kind of like three companies in one, but we did uh, live demonstrations of IBM technology. There was a big video game that we ran and, huge desktops. Now that I go back and think it was like 2004 <laughs> to 2006. Um, <laughs> huge desktops all over the exhibit that we would talk about how up and coming they were. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I had a question. So I had one follow-up question, which is, Jen, I think you mentioned, you've mentioned now three different podcasts that you are associated with. So, and and Angela, maybe you're associated with more than one as well. How do you guys keep up with all of these podcasts? We run one podcast and put out one full episode and a bonus episode that borders on a full episode every week. And I'm losing my mind in terms of time management. So I can't even imagine, like, how do you you guys keep up with that in terms of content creation? And I heard a vlog in there. Like, uh, how do you guys keep up?
3: So for me, I, so Theme Park Thursday is, it's Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. That's the podcast I do with my brother. So, like collectively, I think we got our Twitter handle, probably the first thing we did a million years ago and did nothing with uh, as <laughs> Dillo's Diz. My maiden name is Cardillo. So, his, still his last name. He didn't take his wife's last name. So, his <laughs> name is Cardillo. So, it's Dillo's Diz. And we had started a blog like forever ago, never did too much with it. And about, Almost three years ago, I think, we started Theme Park Thursday. He wanted to have an improviser's guide network podcast. So he kind of had a theme a day. And Thursdays was just us talking about Disney. And then we kind of split off into our own world of (laughs) our own podcast. So that's been almost three years. We do also then join Forces with Monday Morning Monorail podcast on Tuesdays over on YouTube and we do a live show there. And then we kind of we try to do random videos here and there for YouTube and we try to stay on top of our blog and website. But I would say our podcast gets the most attention just because everything is kind of exhausting when you are not doing this as like a full-time job. Jen also watches her kids full-time as
1: well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she
4: fits all of that in and watches her kids. So she's pretty much super mom. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly. So
0: m- multiple full-time jobs is what you're saying. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Well, uh, speaking of podcasts, I suppose, let's talk a little bit about your, what I'll call your newest venture, I think, because it's <laughs> it just started this year. I think you're, what, about 30 episodes into the podcast um, about, right? at this point? Yeah. So talk to us about Magical Mommy Mondays podcast. Actually, you know, before we get in the podcast, I, I got to ask, because we we're talking before the show, you guys live in very different spots. How did you guys meet?
1: <laughs> I
4: know, it's so random. Uh, one of the things, there are many things that are good and bad about social media. But one of the things that's good about it is it allows you to get to know people that you would have never met otherwise. In doing social media for Touring Plans, I interacted a good amount with Jen and her brother, Frank. And since I hosted, co-hosted the Touring Plans podcast, it was my job to find guests majority of the time. And so I was interacting with Jen and Frank a lot, and I thought, these people are awesome. And they're such a positive influence on the Disney community. They were always, you know, doing, you know, you should follow these people. These people are great, leaving positive notes on other people's Twitter accounts. And so I'm like, I want them on the show because we need more positive. Positivity in this on this platform. And so Jen unfortunately couldn't be on the episode with Frank. So we brought her back to do one with just her. And the episode with Frank was awesome. Just want to point that out. (laughs) I love her brother Frank. I actually I actually met Frank first in
3: person, but fast forward to it was January 2019. January 2020. No, this year it's still 2020. 2020 (laughs) 2020 is the longest year ever. It It was
0: only January. It's (laughs) It's the longest year. Five year. years long,
3: yeah.
4: at least. <laughs> I feel like I have aged about 10 years in <laughs>
0: here.
4: Anyway, that was probably
3: two years ago. Maybe, yeah, when we had you on the show. Who knows? Maybe it was 2019 and, yeah. you know... I think it was I've- the summer-ish of like spring and summer of 2019 that we were both on. And then you had met Frank... Galaxy's Edge opening. So that was August 2019. Right.
4: Anyway, so I finally met Jen this year, apparently, for the first time. And we decided to ride Haunted Mansion together. And instead of actually like experiencing the ride, we just talked the entire time (laughs) about (laughs) all mom stuff, all parenting things that we were going through. And I think it was maybe Jen. She's like, Yeah, we should do a podcast. And she just kind of mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, we should. And then it was just (laughs) It was just not a thing. We just kind of mentioned it, agreed, and then I left the park. And that was it. (laughs) And And that was that. And I've never seen her again since.
1: So (laughs)
4: that was it. And then uh, I think we were just texting later, like a week later, and you asked me, Jen, you're like, were you serious about the podcast? (laughs) I said, Yeah, you are like, you want to do it? And I said, Yes. And then that's pretty much how it happened. That's awesome. <laughs> so I kind of I, by the way, I'm like the worst storyteller in the world. My, my mom is the best like she will juice it there's gonna there's a climax and everything. I'm like, zero details. This is what happened. And everyone's like, Oh, oh okay,
0: that's it. <laughs> you're hilarious.
2: So with the Magical Mommy's Monday podcast, Magical Mommy Mondays podcast, I should say, what's the like, what's the goal? What's the aim? What's the theme of that podcast for you guys?
3: I think kind of continue what we were doing on the Haunted Mansion ride, which was just talking about like our lives and mom life and our love of Disney since we were there. So we've kind of gone from really random conversations like how do you speed clean your house before guests are coming over <laughs> um, to having people in the education field on, having small business owners on and taking different approaches towards parenthood. And then also throwing in our love of Disney. So we've had some Disney vloggers on and other um, Disney podcasters on. So there's kind of been a mix of everything, just everything we love end our daily lives. I, I'm sure there's a cleaner way to sum that up. Angela, do you have a cleaner way to that, like, clean that You know when you're like sitting at the park and you see a mom and you're like, I don't know, you
4: just randomly start talking to that mom and you're like, oh, I can't get my kid to stop sucking their thumb. Like, oh man, neither can I. Oh, do you try the nail polish? No, I have too many chemicals. What? Oh, well, there's this brand that you could try. You know, like those conversations, kind of judgment-free and you're just kind of brainstorming. Those are basically... The conversations that we have, but then we'll also throw in the most random, but really interesting guests. I had one of the owners or managers for my Brazilian Jiu Jitsu gym come, come on. She's a mom and she kind of talked about why Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is a great sport for women and really empowering for kids. But we also had the owner of a coffee shop come on and talk about, you know, how COVID affected her small business. But she also talked about, you know, the process to purchasing a company and starting it. We also had a YouTube channel called Spanish and Go, where they are bringing the Spanish language and education to viewers at home by traveling all over the world. So, you know, we try to bring different people, but we also like it to be just Jen and I, where we can have those kind of coffee talk conversations between two moms who have no idea what we're doing and just (laughs) want to do the best for our kids. But we don't know if it's right. We don't know if we're screwing them up or not. (laughs)
0: Well, isn't that what parenting just is anyway? I mean, <laughs> just, <really. laughs> just hoping you're not really f- Things up. Excuse yeah. me. Like, let me say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the PG version. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. now for the Disney version. The Disney <laughs> version.
1: <laughs>
4: yes, exactly. Oh yes. No, you're totally like, oh, did I yell at them too much that day? Oh, am I spoiling them? Are they going to be spoiled now because I let them have a sucker before bed? It's like stupid <laughs> stuff. But at the end of the day, you're like, you know, your kid's going to be messed up one way or another. <laughs> you're just wondering like right. what you did that day. That's going to like get you yelled at when they're fifteen, <laughs> right? Or
0: like, which kind of therapy they're gonna have to go to later, right? Like, right, which, exactly. You know, <laughs> like,
4: you know what? we kind of get off easy. Like, this is some dark humor I'm gonna share, but like, because of the pandemic. We can't just like blame the pandemic when our yeah. kids are messed up later. <laughs> <That's true>. mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what we have to raise
0: our kids during a pandemic, it's yeah. not our fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, my, my-
2: Bring me my margarita. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean,
0: listen, our kindergartner didn't get to even finish kindergarten in school, you know, we-, we remote schooling in first grade. I mean, you know, how, you know, how much more could I have messed it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> right exactly. I also was thinking when you were describing your show is about and how you have, you know, those random conversations you might have with another mom at Disney. I also think about the more difficult moments like when the you see a mom struggling with a kid who's having a meltdown, right? Totally, yeah. And and how you and how you react to that and how important it is to, you know, offer support, empathy rather than judgment. And so it sounds like your podcast is really focused on those kinds of values.
4: You know, we really try. And maybe last episode, I did have a moment, you know, it was like a COVID thing where I was admitting that, you know, am I judging? And it was over like, whether it's okay to eat inside, like I'm not eating inside, but it's like, I found myself judging people who do eat inside. And you know, I think it's important to also share those moments when you're having a human moment and you are judging and then to talk those things through because everyone feels that way. Everyone has those human moments. It's important to talk about those too. And admit that we're not perfect and talk about them in that judgment free zone. It like sounds kind of sounds so meta, you know, (laughs) like it sounds kind of like an oxymoron. But, you know, we did an episode on anxiety and talking, you know, just by being more open and more honest, it allows for other people to discuss their feelings as well is what I guess I'm getting at. Well,
2: you know, Angela, Jen, I'm wondering, you know, your your podcast has both kind of a Disney and a non-Disney kind of bent to it, but Disney side of things since we're sort of a disney focused podcast, a disney cruise line focused podcast, what tips do you have as moms looking to take people to the parks right now or just t- taking kids to the parks in general, right? Like what what have you gleaned any tips in your own time as as moms, disney moms or heard tips from others that you thought were really particularly good?
3: Yeah, I think You know, for me, it was always having a bag of tricks available. So, you know, on the flights, my daughter is, she's three and a half. So giving them little backpacks with, you know, new coloring books in there, new little toys to play with, new figures, you know, just kind of little surprises. I mean, from like the dollar spot at Target, you know, like not not, nothing too crazy, but new and exciting. Yeah. Having that bag of tricks for the flight to get them through the flight. And then once you're there, I really think... you know, keeping the bag of tricks for those restaurant times or anything like that, but also kind of following their lead. I know that so many families save up money for such a long time and this is their vacation, so they want to pack it in and they want to do so many things and make the most of the time when really... I feel like you need to follow your kids' lead because if you really want to see those fireworks at night, you can't start them out at 7 a.m. at a character breakfast and just go all day because everyone is going to have a meltdown at some point adults and kids. So it's important to kind of, you know, recharge the batteries, go back to the hotel, go in the pool for a little bit or take a nap or whatever it is. But giving yourselves that time to kind of rest and reset, I think, is a huge benefit to the whole family and also. Makes it feel a little more like a vacation and not a trip where you're just go, go, go all the time. You know, and Disney's also so accommodating with everything and so understanding with everything. So it's great if you have food allergies or any anything else that you may need from Disney, you're able to get there. So it's also a great place to be with families because you can have all of your needs met. Yeah, I think I think the bag of tricks and the resting <laughs> is those are the two biggest.
0: What about you, Angela? Any uh, tips and tricks you've learned and or you've heard from other people that you've kind of adopted yourself now? So Jen and I have really talked about this at length since we both
4: have kids around the same age. So she has mentioned a lot of it. I have brought my kids at every single age. Early as six weeks and pretty much... Yeah? (laughs) Don't
0: Don't judge me! No no, no judgment. I'm like amazed. I'm like impressed. Like that's, that's hardcore. I feel like younger than one, you just, you have to schlep so much stuff with you. Oh
4: no. (laughs) No, babies have a lot of... I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. okay, Disney version. Babies have a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. And uh, you definitely bring a lot of stuff. Uh, with our first, we brought her at 11 weeks. And we were like those new parents where we're like, you know what? She sleeps better in the bassinet. So let's just bring the top of the ba- bassinet and then we'll put that on the mattress or like in the, in, like, the pack and play or whatever. Like we brought, we were so extra. <laughs> no, we brought them as early as, Six weeks and then, like, every year because I started working for touring plans when my daughter was six months old. She's my oldest. So we've gone a lot for work and then um, we also have family there. And now we're DVC members. So it's like we're going to go forever. So if you're wondering when you're going to bring your kids, just bring them when you want to go because that first time is really for you. So if you're thinking, oh, well, I want them to remember it, they're going to love looking at the pictures and watching the video even if it happened when they were a baby. So they're not going to care if they didn't necessarily remember it because they're going to love looking at the pictures and you're going to love remembering and recalling the memories. So go when you want to, and it's a good time for you. You're going to go back at some point at a time that they're going to remember. If you're still like, okay, but I want them to remember it, then go when the kid's about three because then they don't have as much stuff. They can still get by with a stroller, which I 100% A recommend doing as long as you can get away with putting them in a stroller and B bring your own because they'll just be so much more comfortable. Oh, and then, you know, they just maybe they're not napping as much. But if you go back for that afternoon siesta, they will rest or you can go swimming or just like get some downtime. Also, my biggest tips are just don't go in in expecting to do everything. Are going to have a horrible time if you book yourselves from morning to night. That's when I see everyone fighting in the parks. That's when I see the crying kids because you are overbooked and you're overtired. So go in with the expectation that you're not going to get to do everything. And that's okay because that just means that you can book another trip and another trip and go back. But you're going to have a much better time if you just pace yourself. And, you know, if you need two days at Magic Kingdom, that's fine. I recommend two days at Magic Kingdom to people anyways, because there's so much to do. So afternoon siesta, if you have to choose when your kid's going to go, around three, and then
3: just go in No, you're not going to see and do everything. Um, I think that's something else that I just thought about as you guys were talking about two days at Magic Kingdom. Maybe your first trip is not all four parks. And maybe you plan out what parks have the rides that, you know, might be a little slower that you can take your kids on. I mean, of course, you can do baby swap. My three-month-old, when I took her the first time, was on Dumbo for the first time. Now, would I have taken my son as a first child on Dumbo? Maybe not. But my second child, it was fine. So But, you know, my first was five months when we took him and my second was not even four months. So those slow moving boat rides and, you know, it's a small world with all the colors and even the people mover, you know, they get a little fast at times, but, you know, it's a great people watching and get some fresh air and nice and relaxing. But I think maybe the studios, your kids might not have as good of a time, even if they're only a few months old, but maybe you want to see it and that's okay too. But, you know, you might just have to plan that first trip a little bit different.
2: Jen, Angela, you've both been on Disney Cruise Line. And Jen, we were talking before the show, you've actually been on a bunch of different cruise lines. So, um, Jen, you went on a four-night Bahamas cruise or Bahamian cruise out of Miami on the Wonder in 2013. And Angela, you went on a four-night Bahamian cruise out of Port Canaveral on the Dream in 2019. So just keeping it at a high level, Angela, let me start with you. What did you think about your experience on Disney Cruise Line? What did you What did you like? Did, was there anything you wish they'd done differently? What? How was the experience? for
4: you so my experience a little skewed and so I feel like I can't give a true opinion I feel like I have to go again the reason it was skewed it's actually a really sad reason um my brother-in-law had passed the month before so I feel like we were all kind of going and it was like just kind of to get away from everything that had just happened so emotions were kind of high for me I feel like I was a little more anxious so my opinion of it was like it was good, but I feel like I was just anxious the whole time. So, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt. Overall, I think Disney did it extremely well. I definitely see why people say this is like peak Disney experience and why everyone should go on one. Personally, I think that my kids were just a tad too young. I think they were maybe two and... No, they were like three and five, so I think they were they were a little too young to enjoy the the clubs, and I was just convinced that they were going to go overboard the entire time, which is why I say emotions were a little high.
0: <laughs> and that's a good point though about the the ages, because that and and sort of their comfort level with a kids club. I think for us, I think our first cruise, I think Nathan was was he four or five, but his first our first cruise with him was actually not that successful uh, in the sense that he he was not into the kids club and it was he was not real comfortable hanging out there for any length of time and he was nervous to do a lot of different things on the ship and and so that was not i would say our first cruise was actually with him we actually had cruised on disney before before taking him yeah so but by the second time around and he was a lot more comfortable and he started to enjoy the kids club so i think that made the difference but i i totally hear what you're saying
4: yeah it was more like i think if they could actually do the clubs and we could actually do what was offered, it would have been a better time. But I know Jen had an extremely different experience and she... Loved it. So I'm going to let her take over.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I went pre kids. So we went for our one year anniversary. We actually went to Disney World for a few days, stayed in the Pollination. Oh God, what I would give to stay there right now. And then went down to Miami. My in laws at the time lived in Fort Lauderdale. So we kind of like saw them for a couple of days. And then we went out of Miami and it was four nights. I think we went to Key West and then Nassau and Castaway Key. And I mean, we loved every second of it. And unfortunately, that's the last Disney cruise we've been on. But I mean, we cannot wait to go again. I thought moving around from restaurant to restaurant was just such a cool twist on what you see on other cruise lines. We ate one night at Palo, which was amazing. (laughs) Uh,
1: um,
3: And, you know, it was just because we didn't have kids with us because we didn't have any at the time. You know, we, we just, we hung out in the adult areas and we were at the bars at night and, you know, doing trivia and all those kinds of things. So it was, I, I mean, we, Absolutely loved it, and it was still the boat was still decorated for Christmas because it was early January, so that was awesome. But yeah, we took you know we took the bikes out at Castaway Key and went over to that it's like a treehouse looking yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. the ob- the observation tower. <laughs>
3: yes, um, you know, and and yeah, it was just all so good. I'm actually looking at my pictures right now, and <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm going to say something that's totally not PC for okay. parents to say, but that is that Disney Cruise Line. Mine is more fun without children. Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 well, and that's how we felt like, because we would be going through areas and characters would be out and it was madness and the line and to get to the characters was crazy. We are like, oh man, guess that'll be us someday, but not now.
0: <laughs> well,
2: to be fair, that's Sam, even when we're just sailing the two of us, yeah. she's, trying her, <laughs> she's trying to get her picture frame gotta pic- signed. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I
0: got to get, you right know, now. I got to get pictures with Captain Minnie. I mean, it is, you know, you don't yeah. see her other places. So I got to <laughs> make sure I get my pictures with her on the ship. Of now- but course.
2: I'll be up by I'll be up by Satellite Falls with a drink, so yeah. Uh
3: (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't even have, I don't think we did a balcony room, but I felt like the room felt bigger than some other cruise lines as well. And I liked the separation of the bathroom where you had like the shower in one part and everything else in the other. That was kind of cool. But we also really love Key West. So the fact that it made a stop there, I think was the big selling point for us of why we chose that one.
2: Jen, did you have a particularly favorite part of the... Of the cruise when you took it?
3: I mean, I I feel like all we would do is talk about Palo when we got back. I mean, because the food was so good. The dessert was so good. And it just... It was just a nice night, I think, to like go out. We were at a table by ourselves. And so it kind of felt more like a date night. And back before I knew how big date nights were, um, that was just (laughs) like our life. Um, But but yeah, I mean, like Angela said, Disney does everything amazing. So the fact that we had been on other cruises to compare it to was like, oh my God, this is next level. And how are we supposed to go back to another cruise? We had gone on another cruise after that point. But since we had kids, we haven't been on one. And we've looked at some sometimes. My husband's always like, but I just, I want to go on a Disney cruise. I'm like, but look at this other cruise for like a thousand dollars (laughs) less, you know, but we will definitely be on one again someday. But yeah, I I just, I loved everything about it.
2: Well, Jen, one more question specifically for you, which is uh, we were talking before the show and you mentioned you'd cruised on Carnival Royal, Celebrity and Princess. Mm -hmm. Now, I think you just said in your answer that like this was next level. But did did you have any comparisons between your Disney cruise and cruising on those other cruise lines?
3: We would talk about our Princess cruise a lot. And I'm trying to remember when we did that one, maybe 2009, 2010 ish. It was a repositioning cruise out of Puerto Rico and then back to New York. So it was really convenient for us um, since we didn't have to fly home or do anything like that. But I think that ship just felt very laid back, very we just we felt like we were on vacation. We felt like we could relax. The food was good. We met cool people. So I think that whole experience would often stick out for us above some of the others. And I don't I don't really think that I've personally had like, oh, I did not like that cruise. <laughs> I haven't had a bad <laughs> cruise experience, which just means I probably haven't gone on enough and I need to go on
1: more. But- <laughs>
3: (laughs) But my parents are very, my parents have been cruising yearly since I was a kid. So they are big cruisers. They would leave us behind and go.
0: (laughs) Smart parents. (laughs) Exactly.
3: Now I get it.
2: <laughs> you grew up well adjusted, so our son will too. Okay, yes, good. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> Your son will have a Disney podcast someday. It'll be awesome. Uh, <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. Our dream come true. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. But I mean, so they they were all good. I but I do think you know the pixie dust of the Disney cruise made it a little more
0: magical. So speaking of that, what are the next, let's talk Disney-focused trips. What are the next trips that each of you guys have planned or are hoping will actually happen? I know neither of you have been to the parks yet, so what, what are you thinking? We'll start with Angela.
4: Well, I've canceled Disney World. Well, canceled and rescheduled three times this year. And we canceled Alani. We were supposed to go in August. So we canceled that. We have Disney scheduled for the fourth time for uh, late January. I think I think I just have to have a Disney trip scheduled to like, I don't know, just keep myself happy. Yeah, something to look forward to. Exactly. I think I'd rather cancel than just have nothing on the docket. And with DVC points, you know, it's just so easy. You can just schedule the trip and then a month out, if it's not going to work, you could just cancel it. So yeah, late January for that. Not certain for Alani, but we we definitely want to reschedule that. My husband and I will be married for 10 years next year. So we might do Hawaii and just make Alani part of that. Not the whole time, but maybe just a few days. So perhaps Alani next year. We'll see.
2: So Jen, what's untapped for you for Disney? Like, do you have anything planned? When do you think you might head back?
3: Officially nothing in my mind tomorrow. But yeah, I don't I don't know. You know, we keep playing around with the idea. My brother actually had a trip planned for I think next weekend that he just finally decided to cancel this past week. And, you know, we went into the whole deep dive on the back and forth and we get, like we were saying earlier, we get both sides of it. We get being there. And I would love to be taking advantage of the parks at this point because they are a little emptier and it's nice to walk around. But I think we'll probably hold off I I would love to aim for that January timeframe as well. My daughter's birthday is in January. You know, it would be a good month to go, but we'll see. And and I also think the cooler months would be a lot better for mask wearing for the kids. I think that it would be easier for them to actually keep it on and not want to rip it off if they weren't sweating in them. That's my kids personally. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, I think we'll just keep playing things out month to month. I mean, I feel like I would... Be good in the bubble of Disney, but would I constantly be questioning, is this a good idea? Should I have done this? Am I Mm going to be carrying anything back with me, you know, and and I don't want to see anyone then for two weeks? I don't know. There's just so many what ifs that I think we're just playing it month to month, but I would love to get there. Sooner rather than later.
4: Yeah, it's interesting
3: because I, I think that it was really awesome when they opened in July.
4: It seemed like people were kind of staying away from the parks and social distancing, and masks were above the noses and everything. And it seems like there was a bit of a shift the past couple of weeks or so, maybe the past month. Uh, people that I've been talking to that are in the parks have noticed that it's been a lot busier whether that's just on the weekends or during the week i can't really say but overall the parks are getting busier and i think that word is out that people feel safe in the disney bubble so more people are coming and from what i'm hearing there's a few more noses being seen and you know masks below the chin and uh from what i've been told People from who I've talked to, I guess, they don't feel safe. They wouldn't feel safe bringing kids. Now, some people would. And so I think it's up to your discretion. As far as the cues, when you're waiting in line, there's like nothing for kids to do. You know, before, if you're in Seven Doors Mind Train, they can touch the jewels. If you're in, you know, Winnie the Pooh, they can touch the honey, but there's nothing for kids to do. There's so many things that they could get into just and touch overall, because as we talked about, Sam, kids touch everything and it can't be helped. And there's just less experiences overall. So I think it is still a personal choice. If you're someone that just wants to bask in the Disney atmosphere and listen to the music. I mean, they still have the little, I can never say this word right, the convocates. I can't say it. Convocates, (laughs) yeah. They still have the (laughs) mini parades (laughs) um, coming every 20 minutes or so. And the character experiences are different and better in some ways. But just from what I'm hearing, it doesn't sound like the greatest place for kids to be, maybe if they're younger, but if they're older, and they can keep a mask on, and it's not an issue, and they don't mind waiting in lines, and then go for it if you want to. But I don't know, just personally, I don't know that I feel comfortable bringing my kids right now.
2: Sam, any other questions you have for Angela or Jen before we head over to your favorite part of the show?
0: I will say, you know, it's really interesting. I think one of the things about the sort of podcasting community, and I would say this is actually more for Brian than for me. Brian has actually made some really good friends from a couple of other, like a couple of other podcast hosts that he's become really good friends with and that, you know, have shared, you know, we are obviously a newer podcast and I know your podcast is new, but both of you guys have sort of been in the community for longer than we have. And so you probably had some connections. And obviously, obviously, Jen, you had experience in podcasting before this podcast. And so for us sort of getting, or I would say for Brian, to be fair, I don't do any of the podcast editing. He does all of that and he does most of the booking of guests. So he does most of the work. I just show up and talk, Um, but in getting sort of tips. I'm playing
2: your strengths, honey. I'm playing playing your strengths. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: But you know.
2: Organization and technical stuff. My skill set. skill set. Yeah, yeah. Talking, not so much.
0: No, no. But anyway, yeah, I would say like one of the great things about the community is, you know, people being so open and willing to share, you know, tips about, you know, what What program you're using to record, or what microphone you're using, or you Mm -hmm. know what headsets, or I mean, just like even some of that. And I feel like those discussions, kind of like the discussion you were talking about earlier, that you know you randomly talk to somebody in the park. It's you know it's finding that way of connecting with somebody else who shares you know similar love to what you love, which means obviously Disney for all of us.
3: I think you know, especially dis Twitter can get a bad rap sometimes, (laughs) and there's definitely. Lot of drama out there, but I think you can also kind of weed it out where you can focus on the good. And there's so much good in the community. I think Frank and I have talked about it. Like you said, you know, Angela and I wouldn't even know each other. So it's one of my favorite things that. You know, doing all of this, I have been able to meet and communicate with and share ideas with so many people and and not with people who feel like, oh, now we're in competition. I mean, you guys have a podcast, we have a podcast. I'm not like, well, we gotta do better than them. Like there's (laughs) none of that, you know. It's just, it's something for everyone. And there's, you know, and I listen to other Disney podcasts and we share each other's podcasts on, you know, Twitter and whatever else. And I love that feeling of community. And it's been so cool. And and it's also weird. And I understand looking from the outside in, you might go, "Uh uh-huh, so you... You, what you talk to people on Twitter, I'm like okay, yep.
1: um, <laughs> but, so I true.
3: Like, but I also feel like I found my people on Twitter. <laughs> like these are Disney nerds who love it like I do. Mm-hmm. We
0: all get it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, and I think it's really funny. I'm sure there are some podcasts that are like, think of it as sort of competition for a number of listeners, but I think it seems there like- There are. There right? are. <laughs> I could
2: like, name names, I but i know, but not. I know, but we won't name <laughs> names because
0: that's not our style. Oh no,
4: we're caught, Jen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't make the list. You don't make the list. <laughs> With that, let me shift us over to Sam's favorite part of the show, which is- rapid fire. So Sam, do you want to take rapid fire? Yes,
0: absolutely. Okay. Angela and Jen, the only rule of rapid fire is there are no rules of rapid fire. (laughs) (laughs) So these are, these are your favorites. So your personal favorites, this is not your husband's favorite or your kid's favorite. This is your personal favorites. Okay. So who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Angela, let's start with you.
4: Mike Wazowski. Love
3: it.
0: Jen, who's your favorite? Can I just side note for a second and say
3: I'm so horrible about making decisions and putting things in lists when it comes to Disney. That's okay. Rapid okay. <laughs> <And laughs> fire, Jen. I yeah. I'm like, oh no, rapid fire. <laughs>
0: Listen, uh-huh. and like I said, there is no rules, so that means <laughs> if you've got like two or three, that's okay, Jen. Okay.
3: <laughs> um, I it's so funny because I always say goofy it's like always my go-to and everyone's like really it doesn't make sense with you
4: That's exactly what I was thinking
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go with goofy because that's what I always say but I'll I'll maybe get another one someday
0: <laughs> listen Goofy is a great character All right favorite Disney or Pixar movie and Jen this time the pressure's on because you're first
3: No um probably Toy Story is the top.
0: That's a great choice. Yeah. Angela, what about you? Favorite Disney or Pixar movie?
3: Unsurprisingly,
4: Monsters University.
0: That's one of Brian's favorite and uh, which I love art. Yeah, he loves I love art. He he's loves, like
2: my favorite. He's my favorite character out of that movie. He's like, I can't go to jail again, man. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs>
4: what What is his name? Like squishy when he I think when they're at the, when they're at the, the, the club or whatever. And he like ropes Sully on the dance floor
0: and like pulls him over. I die every time. <laughs> OK, favorite Disney song. Angela, we're going to start with you this time. Oh, when will my life begin from Tingle. Excellent choice. All right, Jen. Dream is a wish. Oh, very Ooh. classic. Yeah, love that. Okay, favorite Disney park. I always feel like I'm cheating
3: on Magic Kingdom if I don't say them, but uh, I do feel like Epcot would be it. And I know right now Epcot's, out looking like how it used to, but that's
0: okay. I still love it. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. And if you know, World Showcase is still there, so
1: that's true. <laughs> yeah,
0: all right. Um, Angela, what about you? favorite park? So
4: it, it changes by the day, and I'm not even lying, it changes by the day, uh, depending on my feelings.
0: Today, it is Hollywood Studios. Oh, interesting pick. Are you a big Galaxy's Edge fan or a Toy Story Land fan? Is I, I do. Enjoy both
4: of them. It really comes down to the music. I love me some big band and some jazz. I love that old Hollywood feel.
0: Oh, love that! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, favorite land. Now this doesn't have to be in your favorite park. This could be in any any of the Disney parks that you've been to. So, Angela, we'll start with you. Ooh, I like the World Showcase a lot. It, that's a great one. That counts as a land. All right, Jen. What about you? Favorite land? Tough one. I probably would have. Maybe,
3: possibly, said World Showcase, but I won't because Angela did. So I'm going to go Toy Story Land.
0: that's that's a good one. That's also a good one. I always have to go to Disneyland for this one, and I have to pick Cars Land and California Adventure. It's just so good. Yeah, in in my opinion, that's the only right answer. Sorry, (laughs) I have never been to Disneyland. Oh my God.
3: I know. So, but I
0: hear that Cars Land is amazing, so. It it is amazing. All right. So now the next set of questions is favorite classic ride or attraction and then favorite modern ride or attraction. Jen, let's start with you. First favorite classic ride or attraction. People mover. Oh, that's such a good one. (laughs) That is such a good one. One of my
2: favorites. One of my favorites.
0: All right. Angela, favorite classic ride or attraction. Uh,
4: great movie. Oh wait, got rid of it. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, oh, God, i was still mad about that. Okay,
0: Earth. Oh, are you looking forward to the remodel or are you sad about the remodel? I, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I'm just we can't discuss They're getting rid of another one of my rides. I know. I'm sorry. You know.
2: Did you get a chance to go on it one more time before they started the remodel?
4: Um, no, because they <clears> I had to cancel my trip because of COVID.
2: Aww. Oh, bummer.
0: All right. So, Angela, we'll start with you. Favorite modern ride or attraction? Okay. So, I would maybe say Rise of the Resistance, but I don't, I've
4: only been on it once. And I don't know if I'm feeling that way because I'm just like a Star Wars fan. You know what I mean? And it was not good because I'm a Star Wars fan. So, I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to say Slinky Dog Dash.
0: Honestly, both of those are like amazing. So I, I can understand the hesitation between the two. Yeah, it's a hard choice. What about you, Jen? Favorite modern ride or attraction? We've
3: now been doing the podcast too long, Angela,
0: because we're coming up with the same answers
3: because I'm literally <laughs> sitting here debating those two in my head. But I was <laughs> going to go with Rise just because it's it's unlike anything else.
0: I I think I, I don't know how you pick. It's just yeah. If you're thinking about, I think you're right. If you're thinking about uniqueness, like yeah. Rise probably wins every time. But mm-hmm. I also think Slinky is just so fun. So yeah, it is. All right, Jen. Next question goes to you. Favorite Disney park snack? Dole Whip. Ah, very classic. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, favorite Disney park snack? This
4: is a complete tie between popcorn and Dole Whip. That's okay. You're allowed to I'm have two true. favorites
0: because there are no rules, Sam. That's, what you That's said. exactly there are no <laughs> rules. And now for popcorn, are you talking sort of classic flavor popcorn? You know, the regular butter popcorn, or do you, or do you have a specific like you know one of those weird flavors they have over in Epcot? Oh no, 100% classic. I myself do love that cheddar popcorn that they have right in front of imagination.
4: No, I get really aggressive when I talk about popcorn. Like the (laughs) so, my husband's aunt and uncle are like second parents to him, and the first time, and they're very huge Disney people. So the first time I met them, I got in a fight with his uncle over the best popcorn. Spoiler, it was Disney popcorn. And yes, it was, I, I came out a little strong. But I heard him. So.
0: <laughs> okay, the next question is another food question. Angela, what is your favorite quick service restaurant? Ooh, satuli Canteen has always been really good. Agree. I just, I, I don't even know that there's, I don't know that there's one that compares.
3: The Green Bowls, right?
0: Yeah. Amazing. Good. Amazing. Yeah. All right. What about you, Jen? Favorite quick service? Um, Does it have to be inside a park? No. No. There's no no rules. There are no rules.
1: That's right. (laughs) Um,
0: So I'm going to go with Beaches
3: and Cream. Oh, Oh, yes. I'm not too thrilled with the renovations, but I will still have a cheeseburger and chocolate milkshake, you know. (laughs) At any moment. So definitely Beaches and Cream.
0: That is a great choice as well. I like that. Our (laughs) favorite sit-down restaurant now, Jen? I'll go California Grill for the views. That's yeah. that's a good way to edge it out. Yeah. yeah. What about you Angela, favorite sit down restaurant? This is really stressful because
4: people keep asking me this question and I can't decide because I I never I, I mean I don't really sit down at Disney. I just I snack the whole time because I just want to go go go. You can tell I'm having this like really big internal struggle right now. <laughs> This is, just, this is a lot to handle right now. Um, okay. I'm going to go with my answer that I gave
0: last time and just say Olivia's because I can't decide. It's just too much. No, that's a great. Uh, Olivia's is great. Nothing wrong with that answer. No, Final no, answer. Criti- no criticism here. Thank um, you. You're welcome. This is a judgment-free zone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: too much for me to handle right now. Okay. Angela, next question goes to you favorite Disney resort hotel?
4: So I'm going to say Art of Animation. It's just, I know I'm going to go with a value. I've stayed at quite a few of them at this point. I do have my favorite moderates, but I really am impressed with Art of Animation, especially since they've um, added the Skyliner next to it. And if you're a family, definitely check out the Cars suites and you get the parts of it almost being Cars Land, but it's not. Yeah. So I'm going to say Art of Animation.
0: That is one place I really actually want to to stay, even though we usually stay at the moderate resorts, but I do want to stay there because I just I want to be in a car's room.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, French Quarter, if we're talking moderate.
3: Really love French Quarter.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Jen, your favorite Disney Resort Hotel.
3: Polynesian with the beach club really just right under it.
0: That, that's, that is a, you know, there are so many great resorts, so that's, it's definitely a hard question. Okay. Now the last question of rapid fire is a favorite Disney souvenir. So Jen, we'll start with you. Favorite Disney souvenir.
3: So I think little Jen would have went with ceramic figures, which are in cases behind me. Oh
0: um, my God, I love that. I have a friend who used to get like every single ceramic figure. When Remember when they used to sell them at the Disney store? Yes. Oh my God. Oh, nice. I'll send you a pic- picture of the ones I have.
3: Um, <laughs> but grown up Jen, uh, I would probably go mugs or very or Disney ornaments. Oh, wait. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go two because I haven't picked two for an answer yet. So I'm going to go... Disney mugs and Disney ornaments.
0: Yeah. Now now mug wise, are you Disney Starbucks mug fans or are you character or, you know, some other kind of mug? Is there a specific like sort of style of mug you go for? There is not
3: a specific. I don't think I have purchased a Starbucks mug, but I do have one and I feel like I got it as a gift. And obviously I'll take it, but (laughs) So yeah, whenever we would go to Disney, we would kind of just check out, and sometimes we would have so many in our hand and be like, "Okay, do we need this many mugs?" <laughs> and we definitely need a refresh of mugs right now, so it's time to go shopping again. But yeah, we're pretty much anything. We kind of look for movies we like or characters we like, but also some mugs are just a little different than others. Some kind of have more of a three D pattern to them, or so. Yeah, we kind of just go with what catches our eye, I guess.
0: Uh, we love the, uh, we actually love the the Starbucks parks theme, the the been there series. So we yeah. have, we have like from, I think we're just missing the studios. I think, I think we have all the other, all the other U.S. Uh, based parks, but yeah. But we have way too many mugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
2: that is an understatement. Yeah, that is I- an
0: understatement. Yeah. Angela, now over to you for uh, your favorite Disney souvenir.
4: Yes. So basic Angela would say bags. That's very Minnesotan. Uh, uh, Yeah. So like lounge fly, stuff like that. Usually when I have a gift card, because I'm very cheap, I love a deal. But I will go with Jen's answer and say mugs. Yeah. Like if I'm at a Starbucks, I love the Starbucks ones or, you know, like the travel ones. Mm -hmm. Love those because, you know, you just can bring them with you and it's really happy. But if I'm on the Disney website, yeah, it's like any of the mugs. Because then you feel like you're buying it for the house. And then you're not just buying it because you want it. So you're like, no, I'm buying it for the family. It's, <laughs> it's an investment in our lives. And then you're not just buying it
0: because you are. So yeah. that's I hear you. You bring a little magic at home. I mean, I am sitting here as we've been recording. I have a, a cup of coffee in a Magic Kingdom Starbucks mug that I'm looking at. So yeah, we're investing in our family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In our future
1: vacations.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Angela, Jen, it's been great having you on the podcast today. How can folks find you if they want to hear your podcasts? If they want to connect with you, how can they find you?
4: Well, (laughs) (laughs) we are on Instagram at Magical Mommy Mondays and we are on Twitter at Magic Mom Monday. That's where we hang out a lot. And then our podcast is pretty much everywhere you can listen at Magical Mommy Mondays.
0: Well, awesome. We're really looking forward to listening. And I know as a mom myself, obviously the topics you guys cover are certainly ones of interest to me, not just for the Disney content, but just for some of the sort of general more mom discussion. And so I'm really looking forward to it.
3: Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for
4: having us. This was great. Really appreciate it.
2: It was a lot of fun catching up with Angela and Jen this evening on the show. They are just such fun and positive energy people. If you have not checked out their podcast, the Magical Mommy Mondays podcast, it is so fun. And, and Sam was actually a recent guest on their show. So head over and check that out. It's a lot of fun. They have a lot of fun discussion. And it's, you know, not all Disney focused, uh, but I still think it's fun to hear from Disney people because we all tend to be fairly like-minded folks when it comes to this stuff. So great podcast, great show. Jen also, as she mentioned, is on several podcasts, including the Dillo's Diz. So, you know, head over, check that out. As well, So great shows, great people, great energy. We love having them in the community, and we're so happy to have them on the show. With that, as always, I want to thank everyone out there for listening this week to our show. We appreciate each and every one of you. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also leave us those five-star reviews over at Apple Podcasts. Those written reviews and those five-star reviews really help make our content more visible to people who might be looking for a show like ours. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at DCL Duo. Quite a few folks have reached out recently and we love, love, love hearing from our listeners and see if we can't get them on the show to tell their stories. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content, including our DCL 101 series. We've got a new episode out in that series and another one coming up here in a few days to a week. So head over there, check that out. You can also head over to Facebook and join our DCL Duo vlog and podcast group if you'd like to join a community of listeners and folks who are like-minded cruisers. So head over there, hit join. We'd love to have you in the conversation the dcl duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with disney cruise line the walt disney company or the walt disney family of theme parks the views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the walt disney company or disney cruise line if you have questions about a disney cruise or a walt disney vacation please contact disney directly or your own travel agent thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous disney adventure with the dcl duo good night